Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Couple games in Miami in the books. Bulls split them. Not unexpected. Actually, I was surprised they won one of them. Another couple tough games coming up here this week to wrap up this little stretch before Christmas. And you know what day it is? It's trade rumor day. December fifteenth is coming gone. We're gonna have a lot more of this, but this one's interesting. Came out in the Athletic today. Welcome into today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee Ball CJ Watson. CJ, tis the season, man. Trade rumors are here. Christmas is a week away. This is going to be really interesting here in the next month and a half. Yeah, for sure. This is the time of year, you know, uh, presents, gifts, and uh, trade rumors. What else is, What else is, What else? else we want? <laughs> uh, a lot of things, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> but it's, again, this tough stretch here. I don't mind to split Miami. They got a couple, another couple games coming up here that worry me. After that, it's going to be a matter of we're not talking about the game so much as who's going to be on the team over the course of week to week. But before we talk about what happened in Miami with Jimmy Butler doing Jimmy Butler things, I'm going to tell you about our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag. All the major sports are in action this week. The college football playoff is ready to kick off. That's coming fast. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. You bet on the team from Chicago on Sunday against Cleveland? I am so sorry. I can't apologize enough. Head to the website today to get into the action. See all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Also, we're now less than a week out from Christmas. If you try and do that last-minute shopping, go to shop.believe.com. We have an official T-shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen 98, the Last Dance campaign-style shirt. There's a lot of great stuff there to support the rapidly growing list of shows on the Believe Network. The official shirt for our program, though, is Jordan Pippen at the last dance shop.believe.com. The link's in my social media bios. You're running out of time if you're like me and do last minute Christmas shopping because I am certainly not done yet. You know who else certainly isn't done being up and down this year is the Bulls. They split two games. I was happy they won the first one in Miami. It was a pleasant surprise. They shot the ball well. Second game, you didn't think the Heat were going to go down that way twice, did you? Jimmy Butler <laughs> at the buzzer of all people. It had to be Jimmy. I guess just your assessment of those two games against what I think is a better Heat team than they might get credit for. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good game. I thought if they would definitely would have won that second one, I thought, you know, we would see signs of the Bulls, you know, learning through their mistakes and uh, figuring out the the game throughout this season. And uh, But obviously it didn't happen, but they definitely were close. Like I said, they, they keep fighting. They're not giving up, which I love. So I think that's the best, the biggest thing from this takeaway. With Zach out, that's all I'm looking for. I want to – I'm evaluating the young guys right now. I don't care – it, don't get blown out is all I yeah. ask. Like keep it yeah. close. And if you win, great. If you lose, as long as you're showing good signs and they have, yeah, you don't want to lose to Jimmy Butler at the buzzer just because that hurts. <laughs> but <laughs> still, I wasn't worried. I'm not, I don't think I'm anywhere different than I was this time last week. Yeah. I think like if you're a Bulls fan, you're, you're okay with this. You know I said? You're, you won the first one, uh, came close on the second one. But I think throughout the all, like you said, the young guys are developing. 
they're getting an in-game experience, they're getting close game experience, and I think that's the biggest thing right now. And a guy who's taking advantage of that is Patrick Williams. Career high, 25 points in that second game in Miami. Is he turning a corner? We ready to say that yet, or do we need to see a little more? I got I got to see a little more consistency. Uh, we're, if he's playing this way, uh, you know, around All Star break, you know, into March, April, I definitely think he's turning the corner, and uh, he could be up for that two hundred like he wants. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if that's a thing. I still, I'm still not sure how legit that is. I still, yeah. I think somebody was playing games, and I, I don't know what to think. But twenty five points doing that against the Heat—that's a good sign. And even the last few games, he's looked good, and it seems like finally. He's figuring this thing out, and I know his development's been interesting just with the injuries and the COVID year and everything like that. His last few games have been looking really good, but I agree with you. Maybe a little more of this, and we can start really talking about extension. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Like I said, uh, even though he hasn't been scoring consistently like he uh, like we want him to maybe, uh, but he's always done other things, uh, playing defense, you know, getting rebounds. So I think, like I said, just because his shot's not falling, he can do other things to affect the game. That's what any any good player, you know, wants to do. And I think that's what he's trying to figure out. You know, if my shot's not falling, if I'm not scoring, you know, 10 plus points every game, what else can I do to to affect the game and be efficient? And I think he's helping that way, rebounding and playing defense. Nine points and two rebounds in the first game against the Heat. That's the one the Bulls won. Turned around that second game, 25 points, seven rebounds. He also had five fouls in that first game. So he got in a little bit of foul trouble. Now, some of those, some of those were ticky tack, but yeah. you can't be, you can't even risk it at that point. Like he's been up and down scoring wise his last four games, 15 against the Bucks in overtime, then seven, nine, and then that 25. He also put up 20 on the Spurs. So the scoring has been up and down, but in the month of December, averaging 14 points, I'll take that 110%. Also five rebounds. That's yeah. a good line for him. Yeah, that's a great line for him. Like I said, he's uh, finding his eye and he's getting a lot more opportunities with Zach out. So I think that's also helping him also. Not another ball dominant guy out there is taking a lot of the shots. And uh, like I said, he's finding his way to to be aggressive. Hopefully finding when to and when not to. And then also, like I said, just being a two-way player. I think that's what that's his calling card. He's athletically gifted enough to, to be a two-way player. And I think, like I said, it's only going to help him in the future. A lot of the haters are quiet. A lot of people who are wondering <laughs> if Patrick Williams was, you know, a bust are pretty quiet right now. And we were saying all along, take one of those ball dominant guys out and see what happens. And you're seeing it. He's rising to the occasion. Another guy who not always showing up in the stat sheet is Io. Io to assume yeah. looked pretty good the last yeah. few games. Even he had a line. He pulled the Tony Snell. Uh, was <laughs> it last week? You put where he had no points, no rebounds, no assists, no blocks, no yeah. steals. He was still plus two. And I think he played yeah. 26, 27 minutes. Do you talk about yeah. doing things besides scoring? Io looks really good. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing with young players. They all want to score, score, score. And then I think they, they just got to find their way to – the, how can they affect the game, you know, defensively, you know, getting steals, getting assists, uh, things like that, just getting people open. And I think that just opened up things for them. And I think, like I said, they're, these guys are developing over time and we're seeing them uh, continually get better, not just in the offensively, but defensively and, and also in the stat sheet also. You have to remember, Io, yeah, he was a first-round talent. He was a second-round pick. So the development right. track is going to be a little different than a guy who would be taken like in the top five or something like that. 24 right. points, eight rebounds, five assists in that first game at Miami. Yeah, he turned around. He had eight points, four boards. He had three assists, a block, and two steals in that second game. Like it up and down, sure. But I'll take productivity that's not yeah. just scoring. Yeah, for sure. You definitely want to take uh take that. And uh, like I said, I think the biggest thing with young guys is just consistency, you know, having having a good game one night, then coming back the next night or the night after 
and doing the same thing, if not better. So at least that's what you would just want to see consistency. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. I didn't have in my notes when we're talking about these young guys, because I don't really consider him a quote unquote young guy anymore. Cause he's got a second contract. Kobe white still looking yeah. really, really good. He yeah, had yeah. a rough start to that second game against the heat. He kicked it in the gear and all of a sudden everything was going in. That's what it takes with him. Stay, stay with the game, yeah. find a way to do it. And that's a great sign to see from him as well. Yeah. Just trusting the work that you put in, you know, all that gym time, you know, all the extra hours you put in trusting the work, obviously it's not going to, all come at a great time you wanted, but, you know, just sticking with it. And that, that's what he did in, in, in the second half, made shots. I think the the thing that those guys have in common that we talked about, they feel like the most likely to stay if the Bulls are to end up tearing this down. Still no Caruso, by the way. He's been dealing with, I think he's got a foot or a toe or some kind of injury. He's been in and out of the lineup as well. Getting him back will help with some of these close games. But yep. someone who's been out of the lineup for a while is Zach. We got more rumors. It's trade rumor day. We got more. <laughs> Uh, the Athletics' Sam Amick reported, I think it's Amick, how you pronounce it. Uh, he put out a report today talking about like the prospects for Zach. Let's start with the Lakers because that's been the hot topic of conversation. Joe Cowley at the Sun-Times reported that that's a quote-unquote preferred destination for Zach and Rich Paul. Now, Sam Amick had quotes from Rich Paul saying that's not the case. Like, we'll op- we're open anywhere. I've got te- He's got guys he represents on, I think, 28 of the teams or something like that. Right. He got out in front of that. <laughs> But there's still a lot of chatter about Zach and the Lakers. Still not sure about that fit. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure with it either. I don't know who the Lakers are willing to give up to, you know, to get Zach. Um, but also, I mean, who, who doesn't want to go to L.A.? It's always sunny around, you know, nice I've weather. You know. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. You're missing out. <laughs> Farthest west I've been is, is your neck of the woods in Vegas. That's as far west hey, as I've gone. <laughs> it's not, not as good as Vegas, but, you know, it's a little, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty warm out there. But it yeah, was yeah, really yeah. warm when we came out your way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, like LA is definitely a, a preferred destination for anyone, I'm sure. And they got, uh, like I said, two of the best players in the game, and they're they're destined to win another championship. And I'm sure Zach wants that too. But like I said, I just don't know who the Lakers give up to to fit that fit that mold with uh, Zach coming in there. About Austin Reeves, and he's been I don't think around. so. I don't I think, think, yeah, I think he fits. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they get rid of him. He uh, is, is is really spearheading that second unit and uh, comes in there and plays well, you know, and takes some of that offensive burden off AD and LeBron. And he's cheap. Four years, yeah, 56 yeah. million compared to yeah. Zach, which is, he's not four years, 56 million. It's, there's right. a big difference in contract <laughs> there. And also Reeves can't be traded till January 15th, but that's been something thrown around. I, I think if you're the Lakers, you don't trade Austin Reeves unless you're, I would say, I don't even know if there's anyone I'd trade him for. Like, I think he's one of those you hold on to at least through the end of the year, just because he's on that team friendly deal and he's putting yeah. up good numbers too. Yeah, for sure. And he's productive. Like I said, uh, he, you get uh, everything you, you pay him, you get, you get everything out of him. So he's definitely bringing you uh, a lot of value when he, when he gets in the game and productivity. Another team thrown around, this came up in that report today, the Sacramento Kings. Now remember they were interested in Levine. This was, Five years ago when Zach was a restricted free agent, they put an offer on the table. The Bulls matched because Zach was a restricted free agent. He came back to Chicago. We're hearing the Kings again. And this is according to The Athletic. Levine would be, quote unquote, very amenable. Mm. Big word of the day. Right. Playing (laughs) alongside De'Aaron Fox. Now, that's an interesting thought. Zach and De'Aaron Fox in the same backcourt. Yeah. I'm intrigued. 
Yeah, I mean, I like it, but then I don't like it because I don't like say I like uh, Herder, I like Malik Monk. Like, who do you give up to, you know, to right. to ma- make that money match up? And um, is that gonna make your team better? Um, I like the Kings where they're at right now. I'm sure everyone uh, is looking at their roster and say, what can we add to to be better to make that push in the playoffs and stuff like that. So I'm sure every team is trying to try to get better. But like I said, I don't, I don't really, I don't really see it. I don't know if it, it works. I'm sure it could, but I, I don't really know. If I'm the GM, would I make that trade right now? Yeah, it's a matter of, I mean, right now it's December 18th. Like, there's still a lot to figure out before the trade deadline comes around. But the fact that it's a different team. We've heard the Sixers thrown around. The the Sixers have consistently denied the interest, (laughs) even though we're still hearing it. So there's clearly some talk. Yeah. But they've been really quick to say, no, we're good with what we've got right now. We're still evaluating options after the Harden trade. The Lakers have been thrown around for the last two years now with Zach. You've got another team starting to come up here, and it seems like maybe the market could be starting to heat up. Maybe it's doing a lot yeah, of work think, here. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think every time you hear someone saying we're not interested, it means they're really interested behind the scenes, <laughs> and they're you know trying to figure out how they can make the deal work and stuff like that. So I don't think anyone wants to show their hand right now. I mean, they're just still waiting, and like you said, evaluating their roster. Uh, you know, injuries always happen. Someone might get injured the day before a trade. Uh, stories can happen, so you know, never know what can happen. Or they can hurt their foot about a week after the speculation starts and the team right. starts doing well without him. That right. that happens, as we've seen. You know, the Kings present an interesting case here because you've got the Aaron Fox who's getting you 30 a game. Sabonis is a monster. He has been since yeah. he was in Indiana. I think they got to keep Keegan Murray. I mean, you dra- he's yeah. a young guy playing at a high level this early in his career. Malik Monk's an interesting name. You dropped him. Kevin Herter's an interesting name. I don't know if I'd want Harrison Barnes at this stage in his career. Like I'm just going right. through their top scorers. Here's how I'm doing this. Just talking yeah, through yeah. it at right. this stage in his career. I don't know if I want Harrison Barnes. Herder would be interesting. And the fact that Monk comes off the bench and as productive as he is. Yeah. yeah. I, but again, like you said, do you, do you give up those guys? Yeah. Like I say, it's a, it's a tough decision to make. I think if it makes your team that much better, you do it. But like I said, for me, as a, as a person just sitting back and looking at it, I don't know if adding Zach to that team makes it that much better. And this is, again, early in the conversation. We're three days past the deadline where I think 88% of the league can be traded now. It goes up to like 93 in about a month. But it's rumor season. That's the yeah. big thing. And the fact that the fact that Zach's been hurt, the fact that the Bulls are playing well without him, doesn't exactly help these types of conversations when we're talking right. about not only making money match, but getting a valid return. Like It yeah. still feels like more of a when he gets traded than an if he gets traded it's just a really interesting market to watch grow like this. Yeah. Cause you want to make sure the guy that you trade for, you know, is a good locker room guy, you know, is going to add value to your team and not only on the court, but also off the court. So I think, like I said, with him being out and the team not doing so great, but they're doing way better than they were with him <laughs> on the court. So is that, is that because of Zach or, you know, trying to find that issue, that rationale, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what team actually trades for him. It feels like it's going to be a contender. Someone who's yeah, yeah. in the mix just needs like that last little bit of scoring. That's why the Kings are so interesting to me because you've got, I guess that Fox averages 30 a game. Sabonis is 18. Zach yeah, can yeah. get you 25 a game. So if you can have right. three high level scorers like that, maybe you push all your chips to the middle of the table. Yeah. And that's just, that's a team I'm going to watch really close. Lakers have also come up in connection with DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso. DeMar, it feels like that should happen. He wants an extension. He wants to stay. I get right. that. I understand it, but you're on an expiring deal. And if you can't come to an extension agreement, the bulls are going to lose them for nothing. 
I don't yeah. want to lose him for nothing. Yeah, definitely want to get something back for him. Especially, you know, now I feel like I can get a maybe a hopefully a first rounder for him. Uh, I would love like that. You said, yeah, yeah, I think you, you that comes across the table. You got to take it. Um, he's he's been good to to the to the Bulls, and hopefully the Bulls can show you know the same respect and and do the same for him. But like you said, if that comes across the table, we try and get it. But other than that, you don't want to let him walk for free and get nothing. Like you said. Yeah, he's one of those. I don't mind if they want to. I don't want to say pick a destination. But if they right. if he wants to maybe get in their ear and say, hey, I'd like New York, maybe put a little extra effort in to get him to New right. York. Because he ha- he's done a lot for this team. He's been yeah. ever since he got here. It's been a pleasant yeah. surprise how productive he's been. And I, I think he's earned the right to give him yeah. a little nudge and point him in a direction. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely, you know, he's held this, you know, franchise on his shoulders since he's got here and uh, carried him on his back. So, um, like I said, uh, just do right by him and, uh, you know, and start this rebuild, you know, fresh and get some, get some picks for him. <laughs> and with the young guys playing well, like it, that's his, that's yeah. DeMar's effect. Like he's put, yeah. he's put all these guys through the workouts and they're getting yeah. up early and you're going to come work with me. And yeah. that's a big part of what he's done as well. And Caruso, they're clear. They're not listening right now. I wouldn't listen right now either with the way they're playing. And the fact that, I mean, the record's 10 and 17. They won some close games here. If he's playing, that could easily be, 11 and 16, 12 and 15 with a couple of these yeah. really close right. games here lately. I, you can, I would listen. I wouldn't make the call. I would field calls. If people are, if the, if the Lakers call, if Rob Palinka calls and says, Hey, what do you want for Alex Caruso? I'm listening. I'm right. not calling Rob Palinka. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. For sure. I definitely think you're right. And I think if they definitely had a full healthy roster, you know, uh, even my and Zach, I think they would still, be close to fighting for getting to 500. And uh, like I said, a lot of these close games, they definitely are could, could win if they, they had their full roster. Now, like we said with DeMar, if you get a Hall of Firsts, if someone wants to throw you a bunch of picks for Caruso, I think you take, take it. it I'm a, yeah. I love the Sam Presti mindset of, I'm going to get all these picks. I'm either going to use them all or I'm going to trade them all. Like, yeah, for sure. Or I wouldn't trade, not trade them all, but you know what I mean. Like I have, yeah. I have all of this at my disposal. I love that mindset. I don't know if AK buys into that, clearly, considering what he gave up for Nikola Vucevic. Right. But <laughs> I have a friend who is a Magic fan. I told him, you're welcome for that rebuild because the Magic looked <laughs> really good, and three of those picks were from Vooch, but that's neither right. here nor there. Get as many picks as you can for any of the Levine, DeRozan, if it's Caruso. Get as many picks as you can and go from there because you're. it's not going to be a slow-track rebuild if things stay on this track, and that's a good thing. Yeah, you want to definitely get as many picks as you can and like you said, take the Sam Presti approach and try to, you know, keep these the young core that you have, Patrick Williams, Io, uh, Kobe White, and, and try to build some picks around that, and maybe you can make some trades to to get some veteran players in there with them that can, you know, hopefully get them back onto the, the playoff contention. I also hope Javon Carter can start maybe waking up a little bit from three. Like that would be big too, if he because Tory Craig has been a revelation. Yeah. He's on the vet minimum. Yeah. I think he, if you're looking at a teardown, well, quote unquote teardown. I think Tory Craig is a guy you've got to watch. He won't get yeah, yeah. you a lot, but he can get you something because he's on a vet minimum. He's super cheap, and he's playing at a really high level right now. Yeah, any contender would love to have him off the bench. Like you said, he plays both two ways, uh, can knock down some threes, just being aggressive. And I think that's what uh, every team needs, especially a contender, someone who's going to die for loose balls, get extra possessions, and uh, that's that's big in playoff time. And that's the balancing act here. When we talk about the trade rumors, is you'd be giving up a veteran guy like that how would that impact these young guys? It just depends on mixing and matching. And yeah. what do you get back for player X player? Y would come in and do this. It's a game of chess. And that's why I'm so bad at chess. Like it, <laughs> I can't, 
I can't think that way. And I'm purely speaking hypothetical. And it's so early right. in the trade season. Cause again, you still got another group of players that can't be traded until January 15th. That's when things are going to pick up a bit It's late January, early February around the deadline, depending on where the, if they were where they're at now, the bulls are, let's say they're seven games under at that point, you're in purgatory. You can yeah. make a push for the plan or you can tear it down and get a bunch of picks. Either way, I think you can get a bunch of picks and still compete for the play-in. Yeah, I think so, too, especially, like I said, you keep this young core together and uh, don't trade them all off. Uh, like I said, they're they're playing well, they're getting experience, and they're they're getting valuable experience that's going to help them you know, later on in the future and hopefully later on this season. Like If you're still making that push for the play-in, they can hopefully get you there. Well, and we talked about it last year, too, when they made the play-in and people wanted them to tank for Victor, which maybe they should have, maybe they shouldn't have. We were... <laughs> We were adamant, don't tank and yeah. compete with because you've got a lot of money invested in this roster. Playing experience is valuable for young guys because you're gonna yeah. you, the stage gets higher. And I think that's where the end season tournament helps too. Yeah, like yeah. if you if this group of young guys can get into the play-in without Zach, maybe without Damar, if they yeah. can do that, and we'll I will save the Caruso hypothetical because I still don't know what's gonna happen there. If you can get those guys there and you got some first or seconds you're sitting on, mm-hmm. you're in a good spot going yeah, forward. Long- and you can you can find a path. Oh, yeah, for sure. You definitely have a path to the future. And like I said, it's only going to build those guys' confidence um, by getting that kind of experience. And also, hopefully, next season, those in-season tournament games were very close this year. None of them were really blowouts. So, like I said, I think everyone felt the hype. Everyone saw the Lakers win, and they all want that 500000 So, I think they're definitely going to be shooting for it next year. <laughs> they're hanging a banner. They're yeah, hanging hey, a banner for it. <laughs> I don't know if I like it, but, hey, it's 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 a, it's a banner, I guess. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I, don't, I get it. I understand yeah. it, but I yeah. don't know. I'm but it, it means they're leaning into it though. Yeah. I see that as it means the players are they're buying as we weren't sure. Beginning of the yeah. year, I'm talking about this and I'm going, this is either going to go really well or it's not. Viewership right. was through the roof. It set records for this time of year, which was the goal. And that was something I was waiting on to kind of make it a, a final determination on it. The in season tournament is fantastic so far. I still think they need yeah. to get a little more creative with the name. In season tournament just it doesn't have a, a rhythm I mean, to it. Like I it's, mean, it's not catchy. Think, yeah, yeah. I mean it is what it is at this point. It's just a in season right. tournament, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the WNBA has the commissioner's cup. Like call it give, yeah. it give it something creative. And I'm sure that's part of the process. I like right. the courts. I'm in the minority. I like the courts. It's something different. And the if they can treat that with that level, like they treat the play in and yeah. they can have the high stakes because especially because again you're playing for 500 grand it's a lot of money right yeah that's good for these young guys going for, even if you're out of the playoff conversations playing playing in high high stakes games like that is important yeah. yeah for sure i think guys are taking pride in like i said and it's uh it's all competitive and like i said I, I didn't really see any many blowouts and uh, every game was was pretty close on the line and like i said that means that means a lot to me as a fan and even as a former player like these guys are taking it serious they want to win this game they're not just you know just taking out, oh, this is just some regular old game and we don't care about the, the extra money because we're already making money. I think they want it <laughs> and it, it shows in the, in the play. Well, I did know, I do know one blowout off the top of my head. Well, yeah, yeah, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know one, but that was really, I mean, I think that was the, o- that was the only one that had people talking like, whoa. Yeah. And there was a yeah. reason for it was because of the point. I think they need to mess with the point differential. Point, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that way you don't have teams running up the score like that. So I right. get where Billy Donovan was coming from, but if it's the rules, you gotta you gotta play by the rules. Like if you, you yeah. gotta make it. So yeah. there's there's some tweaks to be worked out there. But the point is, it's been it's been good for the game. The fact that you're hanging a banner, so yeah. like, even though people don't have to like it, 
but yeah. there's a reason why they're hanging a banner. It's not a championship banner, but hey, it's a it's an in season tournament cha- championship, and uh, and they said it was going to be different too. It's not going to look yeah. like the championship banner. That's, that's right. Fine. Like yeah, Bill yeah, it can't though. be the same because the 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 you know the titles and the the demographics of it are different. But it's definitely something to be to be proud about, to be happy about because you, you you won games and uh, and you, you made a lot never, of money. Yeah, and never <laughs> take winning for granted because it's it's hard to win games in the NBA. Right, and one team that's learning that, the Phoenix Suns, and it's going to get a little tougher here. Uh, yeah. No Bradley Beal for a few weeks, according to Shams. He's dealing with that ankle. Point guard Devin Booker. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm going to leave this to you. You're the expert. <laughs> no, I'm not the expert, but I, I, I sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. Uh, I think Devin Booker is better coming off like pin downs and stuff like that. Uh, but he's but he is getting better at uh, creating for for others. Like I said, he's drawing double teams. He's finding he's being a better passer out of the double teams, and uh, I think that's only only helpful for them uh, coming down the stretch in playoff time. So hopefully, you know, Bradley Bill gets back and healthy, and uh, they can really see how this big three is is, is working, and it's it's going to work for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit here, and there's you know the talk about is this another failed big three? I thought this was going to be an experiment this year with Bradley Beal at point guard. Now you're putting Devin Booker at point, and I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't like that. He's a scorer. Like, yeah. I get there's a difference between a score first point guard and a scorer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I definitely gonna just gonna think it's gonna be point guard, point guard by committee. I think you know you can see KD at the point. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Nurse at the point. You know, just bring the ball up and just let those other guys just uh, let's say play a five out uh, offense anyway. Just you know, just. Right. handoffs and uh, pick and rolls and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be a point guard bar committee, you know, because uh, they they all can't just do it because they're all natural scorers and they want to score. And that's that's how they best uh, affect the game. Yeah. And if you've got natural scorers like that, you can do you can get away with point guard by committee as long as you've got yeah. someone who can facilitate even a little bit. And maybe yeah. that's why they turn to Booker. And that might be a for now thing where they right, turn yeah. to D book and do that. I still that the Bradley Beal thing, I that was weird when it happened, and now you're seeing they don't have any depth really yeah. at the point guard spot, and that's something I'm watching close. And how uh, your guy Frank Vogel, what's he gonna do? What's this? How's this gonna look? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have a lot, a lot of, a lot of long nights, sleepless nights, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, definitely, oh, yeah. I think that's that's their biggest problem is just depth. Uh, not even just at the point guard spot, just at every does anyone coming off the bench? Uh, can they really uh, help in? and filter this offensive load and defensive load when, when those stars are out. They're 14 and 12 right now. Bradley Beal out again for a few weeks. A lot of money invested in those guys to be the 10. Yeah. I know we're not standing watching right now, but if you're, if you're in, if you're in win now mode, you're always standing watching 14 yeah, and 12. Sure. You're the, you'd be the 10 seed right now, yeah. which the fact that let me, let me put this in perspective, 14 and 12 in the West is the 10 seed. The Knicks are 14 and 11. They're the six seed in the East. That shows yeah. you where the West is at right now compared to the East. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I think that'd be a different conversation if it was if the Suns were in the East. I don't think I'd be as worried about it just because again the East is so you're top heavy with the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers. I don't want to count the Magic in there yet necessarily because right. I don't have the big money invested. They got good young players, but yeah. it's it's a different conversation to have because the Magic will be around for a while. But the drop off is significant in the East, whereas in the West, you're two games over and you're the 10th seed. Yeah. It's a little, there's a little more urgency. On that yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely when you're paying those guys all that money, you definitely want to be in like at least the top six or whatever. Uh, but like I said, it's definitely urgency because you're, you feel like you're, you're wasting money and wasting time. And those guys don't have a lot of time left. You know, they're still, uh, Katie's an aging player. Uh, 
Booker and Bill are still uh, pretty young, but uh, KD, you know, he doesn't really have that much time left. So he definitely, I'm sure, wants to try to get another ring in, uh, you know, before his career is over. Yeah, man, that is the most intriguing team in in the West and maybe the NBA. Just if they can flip that script around and get things going, they clearly have a need a point guard. Yeah. And the Warriors, by the way, looking at the standings, two games out right now. There, there'd be the 11 seed for conversation purposes in the West, 12 and 14. That's Steph streak of three pointers made or games yeah. with a three pointer made ended Sunday night. That's a, I don't know what's going on at Golden State. I think I might have been a little wrong about them playing with a chip on their shoulder this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Think especially with this the whole Draymond situation. I think it's definitely that doesn't gonna, help. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help at all. It's definitely gonna take a tide and just puts more burden on on Steph and Clay and uh, Andrew Wiggins to see if they can hold the four down until he gets back. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, I definitely think it's gonna be. They're all gonna eventually go play for another team. I think besides Steph Curry is only gonna be the only Warrior to retire a Warrior, so they all have to pretty much come to a conclusion with that <laughs> yeah that i don't think that's going to happen in season i think that's going to be one of those after the year yeah, yeah i don't know what i mean you i mean you got new gm though you got old friend mike dunleavy calling the shots yeah. out there and the the draymond stuff is a lot of noise to tune out it's crazy times out in golden state and yeah like i said right now they're on the outside looking in that yeah, so between be them and the suns yeah, it's gonna be tough for them. Like I said, the West is 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 really tough. Like I said, uh, you can't really take any night off. You gotta really take every game uh, like it's your last, because it's uh, like I said, one 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 game could put you in that ten spot or or that eleven spot where you don't want to be at. Well, and that's to to bring this back around full circle here before we wrap up. That's why if you're the Kings and you're looking at Zach Levine, is he gonna be the type of guy that gets you that'll keep you there? You're gonna keep right. even on a, a bad night is not a bad night. I mean, right. right now, they're four games out of the one seed. They're two games up on the 10 seed. So if, if that's something you want to pursue, it makes sense, given how loaded the Western Conference is right now. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Like I said, you, if you want to make a trade, you want to make your team better, not stay stagnant. So can that player, you know, get you three or four extra wins during that season to help you, you know, in that in the, in the standing? So hopefully, you know, if they think Zach can do that, they make the trade. If not, you know, stay put where you are. On offense, there's a case to be made that Zach's gonna get that Zach's gonna win you more games. I don't know about the defensive end, but on yeah. offense, <laughs> I, there's a there's a strong case to be made if they want to seriously pursue that. And this time, people are talking about, oh, what if what if the Bulls didn't match the offer the last time around? This way, you get something for him instead of I think. Right. Well, I think they got what a singular draft pick if the if he'd have gone to the Sun or gone to the Kings, they didn't match the offer. I forget how all that works. This way, yeah. you can get someone back that can contribute right now. So that's something I'm going to keep my eye on Sacramento for Zach. Yeah. And we're going to, this market is not done evolving. I wouldn't be surprised if every contender in the league isn't connected to him at some point. Oh yeah. The rumors are going to keep coming from now until, you know, until that trade happens. So I'm uh, I'll be on X and, and look at it uh, at the Woj bombs. Hopefully <laughs> tweets on X. That's yeah. <laughs> it's the old Pat McAfee thing. They're tweets on X right now. Someone asked, what do you call him now? I don't know. I call McAfee calls him tweets on X. That's what I'm going to call him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is NBA. It's still, it's always going to be NBA Twitter. NBA Twitter is going to be really fun to follow along with the next couple, maybe month and a half, I'd say, because the deadline, yeah. what I forget what exact date the trade deadline is this year. Like, I know it's obviously in February, but it's February 8th. Okay. Is the is the NBA trade deadline? So right now this is December 18th. We're recording this. You have a month and a half, and that's when you're going to find how much movement there is. A lot of rumors surrounding old friend Larry Marketing, though, which we didn't yeah. get to today. 
I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say I told you so about how that would go out in Utah. <laughs> I, I, sure, I, that's I mean, your guy. <laughs> sure. Something like that. <laughs> like that, that's something there. There's a lot of names that are going to come up here the next month. Yeah. Half. So that we'll have your, I guess, twice weekly trade rumor update is what it'll be. Cause there's going to be new ones every day. Oh yeah, for and sure. Yeah. It's silly season. It, it, it's fun to talk about for sure. All these hypotheticals. I'm not using the trade machine though. I'm not ready to go there yet. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so many hypotheticals, like you said, and this is going to be figure out to, to get it right or wrong. Who knows? Yeah, and we're going to see how this all shakes out here in the next few weeks. We're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV. Get that 50% bonus at BetOnline and buy our shirt. Jordan Pippen down here at the last dance, shop.believe.com, just in time for the holiday season. CJ, another interesting show going through our our rumor mill and our point guard situations. Uh, we'll do it again here uh, for Friday show. We'll meet back here on Thursday. Yeah. Can't wait to do it. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be fun for sure. We'll see everybody later in the week. Our last show before the holidays. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.